Could make you feel a little queasy. I love myself. I mean, I really love myself. I mean, I fucking love myself. Are you listening? I fucking love myself. There, I'm glad I got that off my chest because it's important that you heard that. It's important that someone says it about themselves. And I want you to know that I fucking love myself and you should love yourself too. And that's a bit of an odd intro into this episode and I'm going to go somewhere um, that's delicate stuff and um, I don't want any of this to be taken the wrong way but I just feel this is this is stuff that's going on in society and I want to talk about it a little bit, okay? Now, I don't want to go into too much of some of the horrible stuff that's happening in this, this wee country in, in Northern Ireland at the minute but we're actually losing we're losing more people now to suicide than we ever lost in three or four decades of the Troubles. I mean, that's crazy stuff. In fact, most of the lives we're losing at the minute uh, through suicide didn't even live through the Troubles. Now, the Troubles were so depressing. I lived through them, the entirety of them. The Troubles were so depressing, one might have thought that they might have provided um very fertile ground for those who want to take their own lives because of how upsetting the whole thing was. Now, the reason for these suicides, and I've decided to actually call them suicides rather than people taking their own lives. In this episode, it was after a piece I read in the newspaper a few weeks back by a great journalist here called Alison Morris, journalist, journalist um, from the Irish News. Uh, um, and she felt that society... Social media was almost glamorising uh, suicide uh, with wee taglines like you're walking with the angels um, and, and that beautiful one's been taken too soon but you're walking with the angels, you're going to a lovely place. And it really didn't, I, I don't know, I, I want to be careful here, it really didn't fully encompass um, the total devastation that suicide has wrought on every family that has been left behind after a suicide. And I, I know these are very, very complex issues and Alison Morris put it far better than I ever could and I don't have all, perhaps I don't have any of the answers but I believe that some of the answers lie in our ability to be open about our feelings, about our lives, about our wins, our failures to have increased permission to be transparent and authentic and not judged either by ourselves or by others. However, on the flip side of that, with that openness that we now have in society, back in the days whenever their troubles were on, we didn't have any openness to express yourself. Expressing yourself was maybe um, put a flipping earring in your right ear rather than your left ear, just a solidarity for the um, gay community. You know, that was the flipping height of uh, openness that we had back in those days. But... Now that we have this ability to be open and a willingness to show, show our true selves to the world, but we have to accept that what we are showing to the world must be authentic to ourselves. As I say, I'm no expert in any of this stuff. This is just my take on some of it, so I hope none of you are upset by my take on it. Now, I mean, let, let's look at a simple example. 
Man tells his wife he loves her and is having an affair. A woman tells the world that she loves her family but is a total tyrant to her children. An employer tells the world that he's all about he's all about creating a great environment at work but swears and abuses and short-pay staff. I, I see this one regularly, by the way. Or a woman who clings to the altar railings on a Sunday and yet lies her way through her life. Backstabbing and being envious of others and wouldn't have a good word to say about anyone. These are all examples that so many people in society transmit a different perception to the outside world, but really on the inside, they're living a lie. And when that happens, misery is created within oneself or in those around us, and it's a recipe for disaster. And I think some of the things that are happening in society are as a result of this, or at least in part um, a result of just that. Look, I, I didn't think this episode was really going to go so much into uh, some of this stuff and, and maybe I shouldn't have gone there but because it's really, really tough stuff and we're having to deal with uh, in Northern Ireland and, in fact, right across the UK. Um, and there was a, another a big suicide today just as I record this. But for sure, when you get to Walrus Island, it is a utopia where the bad shit doesn't happen as much because we can be open and honest. We're really positive and supportive of each other and we encourage each other to grow and be the very best that we can ever be. We don't go around chopping each other down, hitting each other up, attacking them, trolling them. We, we are positive. We look after each other. And I, I want you to do a task today, and this may feel a little weird, and I hear some people... Uh, talking about a lot of self-talk these days and I'm not 100% sure what self-talk is about and I haven't really looked into it too much but it might be something like what I've been doing for the last while which I want you to do today too. Now, just before we do this, I want to say, you know when I say or when I ask you to go and listen to another episode or to jot down 20 ideas or keep a diary of such and such, you're meant to actually go and do the fucking thing. So, how many of you do the stuff I suggest and how many of you just lap this stuff up like candy for the mind and don't actually apply it is up to you. But I'm telling you right here now in this episode, this is fucking compulsory if you want to have the success um, that, that you're capable of and you want to have a contented life where you love yourself just like I do and you want to have a positive impact on all of those around you so that you can be the catalyst to change in negative scenarios which might lead to difficult stuff for other people uh, and some suicides. Now, you might find this a little unusual, maybe even unsettling, possibly disconcerting, but go and look at yourself in the mirror. I'm calling this episode The Man in the Mirror. And I don't just mean superficially to see how your hair looks or how your clothes are fucking sitting on you or how your pimples or your dimples are, are looking. We're not trying to work out if you'd look better with a new haircut or if you could do with some Botox, or your teeth whitened, or anything like that. No. Um, and by the way, make sure you have good natural light in the room when you're doing this, because um, I want you to get a full look at yourself. I want you to have a look deep down into your own eyes. Look deep down. I bet you you don't do this. Look deep down into your own eyes. Look even deeper, and look deeper into the blackness of your pupil, and look right down into your own soul. Now, who do you see there? Who's there? Hold your gaze. 
don't look away as you normally do. As you flick your hair and off you go, this is just you and you. The mirror doesn't lie. If you don't like what's there looking back at you, the mirror won't fix it. And no teeth whitening or hair gel or anything like that will either. Ask yourself, are you living your truth or are you living someone else's life? Or are you hiding the truth about your life from others? Are you afraid to be the person that's staring back at you? Or do you not like what's in your soul? The answers to these questions can only come from you. No one else will do the hard work required to get you to to the stage where the, like I said at the top of the show, that I fucking love the person staring back at me. Because for most of my life, my answer would have been actually very different to the one I gave you at the top of the show. Because I have not always been like I am now. In fact, for much of my life, I have disliked, maybe even hated at times, when I looked in the mirror and looked deep into my soul. And I could have been one of those um, statistics uh, at some stages too. Who knows? Ironically, in my 20s and 30s, um, people would have said that I loved myself. In fact, not just some people, but most people who knew me probably would have said that about me. I was a flash bastard back then. I drove a Porsche 911 convertible. I mean, only a twat chops the roof off a beautiful car to create a posing mobile. I just think back to it and cruises around town listening to the killers with the roof down and one arm draped the outside of the car with his Oakleys on. Now, but you know what the truth is? Is that appearances can be very deceptive. I had all the trappings of success, but when I looked in that mirror deep into my soul, I didn't like what I saw. Not because there was anything too bad on the inside, but because I wasn't comfortable in who I was on what my role was, on whether I was leading my authentic life or whether I was a good enough person. For me, that manifested itself in spending as much time as I could not conscious of the fact that I didn't like who I was. Which, like many of you out there, meant that I was blowing my head off every weekend and every other opportunity I could uh, with drink and partying. And my suspicion is that if you're doing similarly or someone else close to you is, that they're in a very similar place that I was in. I'm hiding from the fact that I didn't like what looked back at me in the mirror when I looked deep into my own soul. Now, I was hiding. You may be hiding too. When you're drunk or stoned or off your head, you don't care if you're not living an authentic life. Your mind is elsewhere gorging on whatever shit you're putting into it. You're hiding from the fact that you don't like who you are. Spending all Friday and Saturday night without conscious thought about your life, your relationships, your kids, and most importantly, without conscious thought about yourself. Now, you can only love yourself if you're leading an authentic life. If you're telling the truth to your wife, your husband, your partner, if you're telling the truth to your boss, if you're telling the truth to your employers, if you're telling the truth to your employees, if you're telling the truth to your social media profile, but most importantly, Importantly, if you're telling the truth to yourself. Until then, when you look at that person in the mirror and you hold their gaze, staring deep into their pupils and deeper into their soul, you'll not be happy with who's looking back. But you hear me at the end of every episode, you hear what I say, I say it's your choice. It's your choice about whether you make the change that enables you to linger longer 
in front of that mirror to look at yourself stripped back a bit like an unfiltered selfie. There's just you and your soul there. I actually reckon that not that many people can do this without feeling very uncomfortable unless they've done the deep, deep work on themselves. But you know the good news is that deep work required is layered on thick in each and every episode of the Speed Mentor podcast. Now, some of my own deep work was forced upon me, so I can't claim that I discovered all of this stuff just through my own virtuous research. No, if I hadn't have lost everything after the property crash, I might still not have been my fully authentic self. I, I had, a, back in those days, I had a new 911 turbo ordered and was contemplating the Lamborghini instead. <laughs> I look back at this stuff and I laugh. So a new 911 Turbo ordered my five grand deposit down uh, with Brian down there at Porsche and I was contemplating pinning him off for a Lambo instead. Oh, now I drive a wee electric car. Anyway, now, there's nothing wrong with those cars or the drivers of them. Like, I've been blessed to have driven lots of fantastic cars um, and, as you know, I've an electric car now, but it was me peacocking because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Now, I'll tell you a little story. Whilst we're talking about 9-11s, I remember in, I think it was 2008, it was the winter and uh, there was a small electrical issue with my 9-11. But I had a Jeep at the time also, which I drove most of the time. But I I went to drive my 9-11 back down to Agnews to get the issue fixed and I had to pop into town to do a message first. Now, if the car switched off, what actually happened was you couldn't get it started again um, without jump-starting it. But I jumped it. I jump-started at home and then drove it to town. Now, it was freezing it. It was freezing outside and I was posing in a tight black T-shirt. Now, I was in good enough shape in those days. I went to the gym a fairly bit and uh, had a wee bit of a tan on me and was wanting to show that off. I had the killers blaring as usual. But anyway, I had the hood down and I came across. It was nice and dry and sunny, but freezing. Baltic. And I came down past Crummock Street, where it just comes on to Victoria Street, uh, just where the law court, like the law courts are there, where I just left as as a barrister, uh, or formerly been as a barrister, and I had a reasonable idea at the time that I was going to lose everything soon thereafter because the property crash had just sort of started. But as I came round uh, onto Victoria Street, a car in front of me did an emergency stop. Just bang, bang the brakes on like that as someone ran out in front of them. Now, I braked, but in the braking of my car, I stalled my car. And of course, it wouldn't start. I was right in the middle of the junction in this tight t-shirt in Baltic winter with the roof down. Now, I phoned the AA and he arrived 30 minutes later. Now, in the meantime, I was getting remorselessly trolled. All sorts of people were tooting their horns at me and barristers coming back who all thought I was a dick for leaving the bar and who did I think I was, etc. And these other people were shouting out the window, saying, WANKER! WANKER! <laughs> shouting WANKER! Gesticulating, no wanking. Uh, um, sorry, folks, if you're listening with kids anyway. Gesticulating furiously with their with their hand gestures to let me know that I was a wanker in case I hadn't heard them. And as I said, multiple lawyers came past too. It was mortifying. Remember, all the while I knew in my head that I was likely to lose my car, my home, all of my houses and my dignity in the coming months. But they didn't know that and they mocked me. They may have even mocked me more if they'd known what life had in store for me. Now, 
Bizarrely, the AA man couldn't get the bonnet popped as it was electrical rather than mechanical and he had to call for a tow truck. <laughs> Wait, Jesus. I was there for an hour and a half in total. It was the closest thing to being in the stocks and and receiving a public flogging from the olden times as you could ever imagine. Now, anyway, I survived that period of my life just about and the deep work of myself started thereafter when I became penniless. Now, you don't have to wait for that level of public humiliation. Start the work to be able to love yourself. No, you can start it right here, right now, today. Just do that simple trick that I talked about. Go and find that mirror in natural light and look deep, deep, deep into your own eyes. Hold your gaze there and you'll know what it is that you have to change or fix so that you too can profess like I did at the top of the show. I fucking love myself. I love myself. I fucking love myself. Come on, let's say it. I fucking love you. Say it too. Say it with me. I love myself. No one's going to say it for you. I fucking love myself. So there you have it. Why don't you hit me up on LinkedIn after this episode? Jesus, God only knows. <laughs> this is... This episode is a bit crazy and there's a lot of different themes mixed in. I hope, I hope I did my best to uh, showcase and explain and help in my own inimitable way. So hit me up on LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook or Twitter and let's get the conversation going. Or why don't you do just like Claire, Claire 3 has done and give me a five star review. And the five star review is titled Me and Man for Influencing. And the five-star review goes like this. Love this podcast series. Keep the truth bombs and the tough love coming. It keeps me on my toes. Now hit the, she says, hit the subscribe button. You'll not regret it. And that's from Claire Taylor. And she gives me a wee kiss at the end of it. Thank you very much for the fantastic um, review. And if you do what Claire did, Claire Taylor, I'll bless you with a shout out in return. So it's over to you today, folks. Look in the mirror. Look away, it's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.